Praise Jesus. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Hallelujah. Uh, those of you that have stopped back by home, Gentle Shepherd, we've been talking about Gentle Shepherd being the place. You notice it's on the, the uh, overhead now. I asked Cecil to add that. By the way, we had a most wonderful time of worship Friday evening. They typically come in and run through the songs they're going to do Sunday. Tanya and the team here does that. Wonderful, wonderful time of worship. Cecil said that's not unusual. Well, praise God. Uh, I, I would assume anybody that went, we had a couple of uh, ladies in the back just here, just to be here, and they were, I was told after, they were really crowing about how wonderful a time they had in the Lord. Amen. Just talking about how wonderful. So I, I just want to, I hope you all don't mind if some of the folks join us just to worship together on some of the Friday worship times, amen, the, the rehearsal times, amen. So if, you, if you're led and have the time, it's Friday at 4.30, right? Friday at 4.30. If you, if you have the, the inkling and the leading, just come and worship with us. We had a great time. And you know what? Didn't we have a good time in worship this morning? Amen. What a wonderful presence of the Holy One. I remember praying with the team before we started. I, I had this urging to pray that we would become friends of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let that sink in. Mm -hmm. That we would become friends of the Holy Spirit. Uh, a gentle shepherd, the place. Remember what, what we've talked about so far, the place of acceptance. I accept you. I accept you. You accept me. We're a happy family with a knickknack patty wag. Give the well, that's wrong song, I missed the wrong song. Wrong worship, okay? That's Barney. That's Barney, okay. Not Blarney, it's Barney. Okay. But I do accept you and you accept me, right? You accept me. So we're a place of acceptance. We're a place of what was last week? A place of repentance. Repentance meaning changing our point of view, not just turning, or coming up to an altar and crying about sins that you've committed, but changing your whole point of view and nicking. It means literally make a 180 degree turn. Go the other way. You're going from that life of darkness and sin and turning around and going to victory in Jesus. Amen. That's good preaching. Okay. Okay. I, you know, I, I get in the spirit that that's something that some people, you know, that's why I have a wife like I have, I think, because he's got this administrative motive gifting from the Lord, and that is what I call the get her done gift. Get her done. Okay, she should say, let's get her done. So I, I started to do offering and I slipped off into these other things. I hope y'all will pardon that little slip right there. We're still doing offering. I was getting to the place of repentance, then the place today of blessing. And what better way to start off blessing than to bring your heart of thankfulness to the Lord. Not some legal letter of the law, you shall give me this much or I'm going to whack you. Or I won't bless you. I won't be with you or any of that kind of stuff. It is, we bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. And we offer up to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving. Amen. So we're going to receive the offering at this time. I'm promising not to slip up again like this, okay? But I, I, I don't want to get a whooping when, when I get home, okay? So. How <laughs> I many of you gentlemen know what I'm talking about here? <laughs> happy wife, happy house, right? Amen. So we're going to have offering right now, Miss Betty. Can we play? We're bringing the sacrifice of praise. 
And I don't care what it can be D or C or whatever. We bring a sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. We bring a sacrifice of praise into your house. sacrifices of praise. This is the sacrifice of our substance. Your word says bring it all into your temple. And see if you'll not open the windows of heaven and pour out the blessing. So we together and individually stand before you and receive that blessing. Open those windows wide. Our arms and baskets are wide. Ready to receive. Which we do right now. Amen. Thank you, Father God. Bless the Lord. Why don't you, why don't you give him a praise offering real quick? Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Now, I kind of got off for a moment. Yes. I am supposed to. There is another one. Get her done, person. Children. Children, you are free to step into your service of worship with Miss Becky. We appreciate uh, Becky stepping forward and, and saying, I'll, 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 I'll take that over for a little while. I'll take care of it and do good. See, I, was, I served as a professional children's director and bus ministry director when I got out of Bible college in 19, what year was that? Or 1981, 82. By that time, I was already full-time children's ministry director and bus ministry pastor. We were busing kids in. And I understand the importance of blessing the young. Uh, it, it's so important to the Lord Jesus. Remember what he said over Jerusalem. I would, I want so strongly to gather your young ones together as a hen gathers under her wings. And bless them and warm them and touch them. And he said, but you people wouldn't allow me. You wouldn't have it. So what's his will? He wants to gather the kids. He said this, suffer the children to come to me. Because of such is the kingdom of God. Amen? Whenever I spent some time over yonder across the bridge into eternity, I noticed that children had a place of importance 
in that kingdom. Amen. There were some, there were some that could barely look over the desk that were the teachers of classes of some folks in that class were y'all's age. Think about that. Think about that, you see. They planned ahead, they stepped in toward kingdom principles, grasped a hold of them, lived that way, and so they got there and they find themselves professor in the University of Jesus. Amen. So the kids are important. And I, I, I mentioned Adola. And Adola's been involved with children. You know that Rock House kid. She's been involved with children for 35 years in different things, different categories. And uh, I, I mentioned her, Adola, when we accept the pastoral position, one of the things we have to do is bless children. We have to lift children up. We have to reach out strongly to children. Because when we do that, mom and dad are very happy to come be with kids at church. Come on. I got a pat, I need a pat on the back. That's a good preacher right there. Uh, you know, I, I found that out. Blessing kids in. We would go out there and we'd go knock doors. We'd have prayer meeting and go out and knock doors of the, the kids that we thought would like to come to church and bless them in. And we'd talk to their parents and share Jesus and stuff like that. Did you know we had kid after kid after kid bring mom after dad after mom after dad? Hallelujah. Amen. Praise Jesus. So I, I, I'm looking at that. We want to, we're, we're working to, to set in greater order and strength our student ministries and our children's ministries. Amen. Right here at Gentle Shepherd Fellowship. Make it better than ever. Make it so the kids say, Hey, we're going to church. Yay, 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 yay. Yay. Amen. We had these bus kids like that. They were jumping up and down and waiting for the bus to stop. You know? And, and we like to, to see that happening. To see the kids in the neighborhood. Oh, oh, hey, they're having the Winter Olympics at the church over there this morning for the curious kids. And we, they come over and join us just to be a part of the fun thing. But guess what? Something even greater Someone on the inside starts working on the outside. Oh, what a change in their lives. Hallelujah. Can y'all see that? Yes. Can, can you buy into that as a family, a church family? Can you do that? Amen. Let's, let's do that together. Amen. And I, I don't know why I got off on that, but I think the Lord feels it was important. Felt it was an important thing to do. Would you do something for me? Would you hold your sword up in the air? If you brought it, whether it's an iPad or your phone, I have 38 versions of the Word of God on my phone. Or if you have, I like, I'm old school, I like the book, I like the feel of paper between my fingers and to actually with my eyeballs read the printing on the page. I like that myself. So hold your Bible up and say, This is my Bible. This is my Bible. I accept this as Father God's Word to me. It's the manufacturer's handbook. He made me. This is where I go to get fixed. Amen. I believe it. I receive it. I accept it. What it says I am, I am. Who it says I am, I am. What it says I am, I am. And I'm a new creation in Christ because of this word. It's my light. It's my life. It's my power. And my connection to heaven. Amen. How many of y'all believe that? 
truth. It's important. It's important. Amen. Uh, we were sharing about the acceptance factor, the repentance factor. Today we're going to move over, and I, I did something else suggested by my uh, uh, Miss Dola. Because I have handwritten things out to share, and for some reason, I would get up here and I couldn't read my handwriting. Has anybody here ever done that? You, you write yourself something and you get to try to read it and you cannot, you, you're having trouble deciphering your writing, right? So I would get up here and I'm kind of like, what am I supposed to go to next here? Because I wasn't quite picking it out. So this morning, I typed the insights received from heaven on my phone, sent it to my email, and printed it on the printer in the, in the bedroom office there before I came. Six pages. We're not going to be here that long, okay? <laughs> I promise. By special request, we're not going to be here that long, okay? But I, I wanted to move on to this being the place of blessing. Can you say, bless the Lord? Bless the Lord. Can you look at your neighbor, your family member, and say, I bless you? In the name of the Lord. Receive that from me. You know, uh, James chapter 3 verse 10 do you mind getting your Bibles out we'll go over a few things in the Bible James chapter 3 Father God I thank you for opening and lightening the eyes of my family here this morning and I thank you for flowing through these lips to manifest and bless in behalf of each one here for each one to feel like they've, they've come to the home we've come for Sunday dinner at home and Grandpa's cooking dinner up there so, <laughs> hallelujah thank you Father God uh, thank you for enlightening the eyes of our understanding so we can know the hope of your calling. So we can know the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints. So we can know the greatness of your power to all of us who believe according to that resurrection of the Lord Jesus. I thank you and praise you for that. For being present. For being our friend. Most of all. Letting us be your kids. Hallelujah. Every king's kid said... Amen. Amen. Everyone receives that. James chapter 3. James chapter 3. Very important verse. James chapter 3 verse 1. Dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church, for we who teach will be judged more strictly. Indeed, we all make many mistakes, for if we could control our tongues, we'd be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth, and a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. But a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire, and the tongue is a flame of fire. It's a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it's set on fire by hell itself. People can battle all kinds of, or tame all kinds of animals, birds and reptiles and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison, Sometimes it blesses, sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing, this is the verse I concentrate on. 
Blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Anybody that understands that say, Amen. Amen. Notice, notice it's talking about your tongue, right? About your mouth, right? But the main thing is talking about what comes out of your mouth. Isn't that what it's saying? And, and what's, what's the principle, he says, out of the same mouth is coming cursing and blessing. He says, that's not what I want to see. It ought not be that way. So words are important. Genesis uh, chapter, chapters 1 and 2, over and over again, the creator, the manufacturer of this, it says, and God said. And God said. And God said. And God said, God said, let there be light. Light become. And God said, let there be trees. Let there be fish. Let there be earth. Let there be waters. Let there be... He was saying, light become. Waters become. Sheep become. Lizards become. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We're not too too many of them. Hallelujah. (laughs) Become. Words are important. They carry great weight. Why could I say something like that? I am, I'm not a scientist, but I was fascinated in school years by a lot of scientific things. And I like to see scientific reasons for things that God put in His Word. Okay? So I went to digging about words. Why do they carry so much weight? Why would God say blessing and cursing coming from the same mouth? I don't like that. Why? Because we're made in His image, right? We're making his image. In Genesis, it says he made the people, he made the man a speaking spirit in the Hebrew. He made him a speaking spirit in his image, right? Amen? He made us in his image. He made each of us a speaking spirit. The spirit is the real you. The spirit is the eternal you. And the eternal you, he became you, but he breathed into you, you became a living soul. That's the part of you that thinks. That's a part of you that, that controls breathing and all the parts of this earth suit that we're wearing. Amen? Spirit, soul, and body. It's controlling all that. It's the part of us that gets us in trouble all the time. Amen? That's good preaching. It is. You think about that. Do you realize a whole bunch of the misery that we experience is self-induced? And it, I heard a good amen there. Amen. Thank you for that amen right there. <laughs> It's it's induced by our very own Lone Ranger right here. Amen? You think about that. And you know what the Word said in James? I just read it to you. The tongue is like a fire. It sets your world on fire. In the King James, it talks about it affects the circle of life. That's your cycle of life. And do you realize something scientifically? What goes in cycles, Jeffrey? Matthew, what 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 exists in certain and goes in cycles? It's actually something that we deal with. You deal with a lot. Something goes in cycles. Electricity. Actually, it's something called frequency. Something called frequencies. The radio, you turn your radio dial. Turn your radio on. Oh yes. That's right, amen. What are you doing? 
you're playing with something called frequency, a different flavor comes out with a different frequency on that radio, doesn't it? A different reality, a different message comes out with that frequency. You know, years back, this would have been in uh, 1978. I had gotten, come to Jesus at age 14. I think I was 14. In, in uh, May of 1975, right before school let out. And my mom and daddy had, had uh, got, sh- they got all shook up. It wasn't Elvis though, but they got all shook up. And they started going back to church. My mama had left the presence of the Lord for a few years. And so they, were, they weren't evil. They weren't party animals. They weren't doing all the vile things that people talk about and they're doing all. They weren't doing that. And they weren't raising us that way. But we weren't in His presence. We weren't serving Him. We weren't in fellowship with Him. Now, my mama never left the circle of salvation. There's a huge circle called salvation. When you confess, when you use words out of this mouth, what does it say in the Bible? You confess Jesus as Lord. What happens? You are saved. Believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. You are saved. You receive salvation. You come in a big circle, and it can be called salvation. And in that circle of salvation, there's you know, maybe billions. We don't know how many. We don't know. We won't know. When I was over there, I've told folks, you will be shocked at who you see up yonder. Astounded at who you see up yonder. Because so much of our thinking is not necessarily lined up with what's his and his provisions for us. Amen. So, we're, we're, I, I was up there, I saw that, I've gotten to see the frequency. I, I, had, I was in that circle of salvation, but I had walked out of the smaller circle inside of salvation. It's called fellowship. Friendship with Jesus, fellowship divine. Oh, what blessed sweet communion. Jesus is a friend of mine. Grew up singing that song. Well, what is that? There's a smaller circle inside of salvation called fellowship. And the Word of God says, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and forgive us all unrighteousness. What does that mean? If we walk according to His Word and walk in obedience like He walked, we walk in fellowship with Him. If we don't, what do we do? We step outside of fellowship. We're still in the family, but we're, we're, we're in trouble. We're out of fellowship with them. And what's our first order of day? What's our first mission? Is to stay in fellowship with Father God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And that's how we grow. That's how we, in Him we live and move and have our being. Staying in fellowship. We've got to understand His mercy. We've got to understand His love. We've got to understand His provision. We've got to understand that we as humans came before the Supreme Court of the universe. And you know what's amazing? The judge, the Chief Justice, is Yahweh, our Father. The, the head defense attorney's name is Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Redeemer, the Messiah. So you step before the Supreme Court of Heaven and you're standing there and you've got shackles and, and, and things bound around you. You've got weights that beset you, as it says in Hebrews. You've got that. You're before and you have someone, the defense, the, uh, the district attorney's name is Lucy. Anybody run into Lucy? Lucifer I'm talking about. 
Satan, the devil, he's called the accuser of the brethren. So he's standing there and he's going to be doing this. They're rotten. They cuss their mom and daddy. They got drunkard and a skunk last night and they was chasing the wrong woman instead of their wife. You know, he'd be up there accusing. But you know what? The chief of the defense walks up to the bar, holds his wrist up, and says, Father God, <laughs> I can get happy about that. He says, Father, and Father God looks over, takes up the gavel, case dismissed. That crime's been paid for. Glory to God. Glory to God. So, we have that circle of fellowship that we are responsible to stay in. To get rid of the weights. Get rid of the sins. Get rid of them. We don't concentrate. We don't think about that all the time. I, that, that's the whole point of Jesus being made sin for us. So we can be made the righteousness of God in Christ. We're not conscious of those sins any longer. We, we lay them aside. Refuse to think about them. Yeah, that your flesh is after you sometimes. I know. I know. Me too. Me too. I remember one time in my younger years, I was I was by myself and I had this this temptation arising. And it was like you see the cartoons. There was a fellow with horns and red over here, and another fellow in white over here, and they were they were kind of going back and forth. And my mind was going with them back and forth. And finally, the guy in the red says, "Look, you're by yourself." No one's here. No one will know it's okay. And I'm like, huh. And about that time, I hear, it was Jesus' voice. He says, I'm here. Hallelujah. You better know there's a change of attitude right then. Never the same after that. At that point, it changed from not wanting to disappoint my mama to I'm not going to let you down, Jesus, because of what you. Because if Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin and strain, the crimson flow, he washed my sins away. Hallelujah. You might be thinking, what are you getting all emotional for? I don't know. I feel the touch. Can you sense the touch of the mighty one? Of the merciful one? And I'm barely down my outline. <laughs> Why are words important? we got to stand that fellowship and we use words to step back in if we confess, if we acknowledge our sins. He's faithful, okay? The frequency is something that's important. Why? Because what did Jesus say at one point? If you believe, if you will say to this mountain, get out of my way, be cast into the sea, and won't doubt it in your heart, but believe what you say will come to pass, you'll have what you say. Why is that? Because the frequency of heaven, you believe and you speak. Paul wrote it in 2 Corinthians, we believe and therefore we speak. What do we speak? We speak what we believe. 
We believe in the Lordship of Jesus, he said. So each of us needs to be a follower. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. We need to follow the Apostle Paul in being like Jesus. Amen. Words are important. Frequency creates and influences. Frequency. The frequency of your words creates and influences. That's why James said it here. Uh, you shouldn't be blessing and cursing with the same mouth. That's why he said it sets on fire the course of nature. The circle of life. That's why he said that. Your frequencies. You ever... Uh, did you grow up in a household... And uh, maybe some of you grew up this way, the, the leaders of the household and your older siblings would constantly, when they saw you, oh, you're stupid. You're just a dummy. You'll never amount to anything. Why don't you just give up and die? You ever had anybody talk to you that way? There may be, there may be, I know there's some heads nodding, so there's some folks here that have been talked to that way by someone they looked up to and respected greatly and loved. Okay? That's a frequency. It ain't the frequency of heaven. That's cursing. These things ought not to be, you see. So, understand the frequencies create an influence. Uh, 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 <coughs> back in the 70s, I was alive back in the 70s. Okay? I, I can remember I'd come to the Lord. I was sharing about how I had uh, gone to the altar and, and cried through at the altar, sorry for my sins. I've shared that before. But I had to confess. The minister insisted that we confess, acknowledge the Savior, acknowledge Jesus. So words came out of my mouth. And as the song says, heaven came down and glory filled my soul. And hallelujah. And the, some of the mothers in Israel types that were at the service and around the altar, there was one on one side, slapped me on the back saying, turn loose, brother, turn loose. And there was another one on the other side had my hands in her wrist. She said, hang on, brother, hang on. I was trying to figure out what I should do. And we finally got it right. I said, Jesus, Jesus, save me. Oh, you ever done that? Jesus, save me. Jesus, fill me. From then I said, fill me. Before I know it, they said that thought I was going to helicopter off into the heavens. Fourteen years old, and they thought I was gone. Rapture, hallelujah. Why? What happened? Words. Frequency came out. The frequency of heaven. That's the frequency that enters you into heaven, into the kingdom. Amen? I remember in the 70s, uh, a fellow came on with the chick tracks. You remember the chick tracks that talked about salvation? Maybe you don't, but I do. I'm old enough to remember that. They're little, and you can give them to people and say, I want to share this with you. It's really neat. Yeah. Cecil raised his hand. And it really affected. But I, I can remember a fellow testifying the chick rap, tracks how he became a heavy-duty rock and roll star in Nashville, New York, and L.A. Big time. And people would know his name if he said it. He shared how he came to Jesus. But before he came to Jesus... If they wanted to do a hit rock and roll song or a hit contemporary type song, uh, they would go in and get it written up. They had professionals write it up and put the particular words that should be in there because it was from, from down yonder, the bean guy downstairs, okay? They put it in there and they'd go and record it. And while they were recording it, they would have a sorcerer or witch in the session put his blessing on that song for, for the mean guy downstairs. So what was happening? It was anointed 
by the mean by, by the devil. So that's the way the industry grew. You did not get involved. You did not go high up in it unless you submitted to that order of things. So I, I remember uh, the missionary was telling, this guy was telling how a missionary shared with him that he'd come back for furlough for a little bit and then he went back with his family to Africa, to the jungle areas. And when he got there, his son got one of the, the cassettes or, or, or records or something, back in the days, records. Got it out and playing it, and it was a contemporary. They, they had actually done the hard rock of the Christian type music, and it wasn't five minutes. Half the village showed up at their front door, all excited and carrying on, and actually threatening them. And so they calmed everything down and, and found out what, what is your problem? Why are you so angry? What's the deal here, guys? And they said that music you're playing. They said, our witch doctors, our occultists, use that kind of beat and melody and rhythm, and we can tell the wording. We don't know English, but we can tell the wording. They use that to call demons to their ceremonies and to their worship services. Think about that. Frequency. Frequency has an effect, amen? So, Tanya, when you do... I heard... I heard the words 18 years used in relation to Tanya uh, fulfilling this role over here of director of worship. Outstanding. She let me go through her little file box of songs because I wanted to borrow some for CGMA in a few weeks when I'm leading worship there. Awesome, awesome. This morning was awesome. Why? Because we're, we're putting out the frequency of heaven before the people and leading and raising our hands, lifting up holy hands. Amen. Amen. The missionaries, they took the music back and returned it. Amen. Words are important. Matthew 12, 37, the New King James says this, For by your words you will be justified, by your words you will be condemned. <coughs> Say that again. By your words you will be justified, by your words you will condemn. Father God said what in James? Out of the same mouth proceeds blessing and cursing. It ought to not be this way, amen? Repentance. <laughs> Think about it. Repentance ought to not be this way. Romans 10, 9, and 10, we talked about the King James. It states, somewhere or another, printed a blank page, that if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, shall believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you shall be saved. Because with the heart man believes to righteousness, with the mouth confession is made to salvation. That's the entry door, that frequency, uttering that frequency puts you on the dial of heaven and makes you acceptable to heaven, places you in the kingdom of heaven. Words, words. We are gentle shepherd, the place of What's today's? Blessing. With the place of blessing. I want to go over uh, uh, some things from Proverbs. Uh, Proverbs 15.4. Proverbs 15.4. When you get it, say amen. Get it in your sword, say amen. Proverbs 15.4. Now I cheated. I have it printed here on my, my outline. 
I have given you some time to get a hold of it. Amen. Proverbs 15, 4. Amen. Gentle words bring life and health. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. Oh, ouch. Ouch. Proverbs 16, 24. Just turn the page. Or maybe it's on the same page. 16, 24. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul, and healthy for the body. Proverbs 18.4. Turn to the page after that. Proverbs 18.4. A person's words can be life-giving water. Words of true wisdom are as refreshing as a bubbling brook. One of my favorite places when, when I had a creek on the farm. Go out to the creek. We call it a creek. <laughs> go out to the creek and I might have a fishing pole or I might not. Some bait. But go out to the creek and sit there and... Think upon His love. Think upon His goodness. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so is His grace and mercy toward us. Just think about Jesus. And pray and praise. And maybe say, here fishy, fishy, here fishy. Here fishy, I'm calling you. I'm calling you. You're not right here. You're not here right now, but I'm calling you. Which be not as though you were. Come fishy. That was one of my favorite places to listen to the bubbling creek. Bubbling brook going down. Okay? Uh, how many of you ever heard the saying? I remember I said this in, in grade school because I was picked on. I was not six foot four in second grade. Okay, how many of y'all know that, right? I was a rug rat. I was one of the younger ones there back then. And so, guess what? I got picked on a little bit, and I got called things. My 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 big nickname was my folks that maybe get a burr, you know, army burr. And I had ears this size, but a head a lot littler. So guess what my nickname was? Ears. Or Dumbo. And after a while, <laughs> that's funny, isn't it? Warwick the Dumbo. <laughs> so I started saying this. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. You ever heard that? You ever said that? You ever had to say that to kind of get you? Keep yourself under control. That's dead wrong, people. Think about it. That's dead wrong. You know, like I said, I was a victim of verbal abuse. And every time they said an ill word about me by a loved one, sometimes loved ones did it, it was like a rock thrown at my heart. Anybody? Can anybody empathize with that? Like a rock that hit me. It took me years and years as an adult to heal the wounds ill-spoken words caused. But even though I personally know the damage words can do, I'm not perfect. Ask my beautiful wife, that woman who God gave this to me back there. <laughs> my words are not perfect yet, okay? I, I have slung words that I wish I could have pulled back. Anybody ever done that? Oh, I wish I would have said that. <laughs> now, I reread the book of Proverbs. We, we do it every night. It's one chapter every night during our what we call devotional time. Proverbs and some other chapters in the Word. And uh, going through it, verse upon verse upon verse talks about the power of words. Maybe I'm going to print off a sheet and make it available. How, how many of y'all like that? Would you make take advantage of that? Huh? Take a sheet and print it off. And pick a favorite version so we can put in that version, okay? 
Uh, while I was searching through pictures for backgrounds uh, for those verses, the power of words that I'm sharing with you uh, came. And I came across a picture taken of a gift shop. I knew the background for these verses had to be stones. Our words can be stones, amen? We're stone throwers sometimes. That's what James said out of, out of our mouth come cursing and blessing. Like the stones that you can find in Arizona where I graduated high school, it was a wonderful thing to go out to the desert and you could find the most beautiful stones and rocks. And I like to do that sometimes. Had a stone collection. We get to choose our words. We get to choose. Which ones will you choose? Proverbs 11, 9. Evil words destroy one's friends. Wise discernment rescues the godly. That means choosing wisely. It's important. I could have chosen that the doctor says, I'm going to take your feet off by Sunday morning, shoot your toes off Sunday morning. I could have chosen to say those words. Instead, I found what was in here in Proverbs 3.26. Started saying that, and the next day the foot of the swelling has gone, the pain's gone. Hallelujah. We can choose our words. Amen. Proverbs 11.12. It's foolish to belittle a neighbor. A person with good sense can remain silent. Proverbs 11.17. Your own soul is nourished when you are kind but you destroy yourself when you are cruel. We can choose our words. Amen. Proverbs 15.1 A gentle answer turns away wrath, but hard words stir up anger. Proverbs 15.4 Gentle words bring life and health. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. I want to bring life and I want to bring health. 16.24, kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. 18.4, a person's words can be life-giving water. Words of true wisdom are as refreshing as the bubbling brook, like my creek back in Oklahoma. Amen? Refreshing. Death and life, 18.21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. They that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So I'm saying to you by the word of the Lord this morning, we're going to covenant to be together with one another the place of blessing, adding to the acceptance and the repentance, the place of blessing. We're going to choose life, amen? Who's going to choose life? Amen, choose life. We're going to choose blessing. We're going to choose blessing. I want to share, continue with this, Next Sunday, amen? So I'm going to uh, 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 close the outline down now. Anybody need prayer? Anybody need prayer? We come together as a family. I know. We come together as a family. We come together. It says pray one for another that you may be healed.